Support for Tag's podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code TAGSPOD, T-A-G-S-P-O-D, at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, that's about 14 million balls. Hello, darlings. Welcome to Tags Live, a.k.a. Talk About Gay Sex, the live edition. This is episode 440. I'm your special guest host, Cody Maurice Doggett, filling in for Stevie. He's on a Vakaya cruise living his best life. I had a call with him earlier, and he is definitely living his best life. I'll let him fill all of you in. And I know he's praying for me that I don't fuck this up, girl, because uh, <laughs> it is... We're going to see how this turns out today. I can't wait to see. Uh, so my special guest host, my girl Friday for this week, is Teddy Alexis. He's been on the show before as a guest, but now he's with us as a special guest host. He's a filmmaker. He's in Daddy Date, the play in downtown LA, and he's a huge supporter of the podcast. So we're so happy to have him with us. Welcome, Teddy. How are you doing this evening? And are you going to help me? Hey, baby. Are you going to help me keep this boat afloat? Oh, we're, we're going to try. We're going to try for sure. <laughs> I didn't even play it cool. When you texted me, I texted you by like, hell yes, I'm going to help you. I love it. I love it. Where you were on a very short list. So I'm so glad you were able to do it. So thank you so much, babes. This is my Oscar moment. Love it. <laughs> you like me. You really like me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so oh, how was your Valentine's Day, honey? It was just yesterday. Yeah, I... Sadly, I didn't do anything. I was teaching, and Aww. I told my students that we were going to have a short lab, and of course, I cursed it because we had so many technical problems that we had to stay extra time, so <laughs> I messed Aww. up Valentine's Day. I know, but maybe next week I will have a makeup Valentine's Day. We'll see. We'll see. Oh, <laughs> I think I need to have How a makeup Valentine's I, I think I might need to have a makeup Valentine's Day, too, because it was Aww. not... It was not the, everything I imagined it to be. But, you know, every day is a new day to show, you know, to show somebody that you love them. And I think that too much pressure is being put on Valentine's Day nowadays anyway. So I'm going to have a good makeup Valentine's Day and I'm going to have all the sex. So <laughs> I agree. Also, what's a Tuesday? Like, that's kind of like a downer. Like a Valentine's Day on Tuesday. I mean, I'm ready to do it every single day of the week. So (laughs) I was ready. And then it did turn out the way I wanted it to turn out. I was off ramping you. I was doing you an off ramp and you were like. (laughs) No, 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 honey. I am down for the get down. Thank you very much. (laughs) On ramp ramp all the time. Got it. Thank you very much. (laughs) Well, speaking of Valentine's Day and love being in the air, did you know that Miss Argentina and Miss Puerto Rico have joined the Rihanna Fenty campaign as a married couple. Yeah, I heard about this. You know, this is this is really cute. It's a very obviously very femme uh-huh. lesbian couple. Yes, um, they are. They're gorgeous. They're like size triple zero. Okay. And it's cool. I, I liked it. I'm I'm still waiting for the Home Depot commercial. I think that's uh, <laughs> uh, from, from Rihanna. 
No, no, not from Rihanna. For for the lesbians, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, you don't think it's it's just representation? You think it's it's false false advertising? Is what you think it is? Exactly. Well, what about the U-Haul commercial? That's that's (laughs) another that's another another demographic that we need to be addressing. But I I really like the commercial. Did you get to see it? I did not see it, um, but okay. I saw stills of it, and they look gorgeous. Bitch, it was beautiful, in the link that you sent gowns. me. <laughs> beautiful gowns. <laughs> I don't yeah. watch anything. For... No, no. Yeah, no, it was, it was basically, it was a lot of B-roll. Actually, I think it was, like, kind of cheap for them to make it, because it was a lot really? of B-roll of their Instagram. Yeah, but they're banking, because that's a billion-dollar company, so. Yeah, yeah I love it. It's and nice I love for that... them. Yeah, me too. I love that. And I'm so glad that Rihanna is such an ally to the community. Um, She's been showing the LGBTQ community love for so long. And, you know, with her Fenty products and things of that nature, the runway show. And I hope in her her everyday life as well. I just love her. What I like about these two queens is that they go to... This is Miss World, by the way. This is not Miss Universe. So the competition there is a little different. There's Which a difference? Means, oh, yeah. No, because in Miss World, they compete by continent first. So you have to beat everybody in your continent. And Puerto Rico okay. and Argentina are, I, if I believe, sometimes they put us separately, but they're sometimes they put them together. So oh. what happens, I think, is they both, because they, they're not Miss Worlds. So I, okay. obviously they both lost. So they lost. That was shade, but okay. Thank you, Queen. <laughs> I mean... They went to the dressing room. They're not with. They're no Miss World, honey. Okay. <laughs> if they were Miss World, they would. They would say it in the thing. They said clearly, Miss Puerto Rico, Miss Argentina. <laughs> so yeah, they lost, yeah. and then they got together. I mean, that's the best consolation prize. You got to hook up, and then you get to marry to that girl. That's good. It's all good. I'm, I love it. I love it. I love it. And speaking of Rihanna, what did you think of? the Super Bowl performance that just happened, that just went down. Because we had to talk about it. I know we we're not sports gays, but I, I don't know. Are you a sports gay, darling? I, I'm sport-ish. Oh. Like, um, I, I like sporty spies. <laughs> <laughs> um, stop right now. Thank you very much. Yes. Stop. stop. That's my favorite song, by the way. Um, Is it really? Yeah, I love Stop. Oh, Stop and so Sell You'll Be There are my two top Spice oh, yeah. Girls songs. What about two, two Become One? I mean, we could probably go down this rabbit hole for that's a while. 10, but but they, they also only, that's top 10, but they also only have like 20 songs. Okay. <laughs> right? Um, wait, but oh, back to Rihanna. Rihanna. Okay. Yes. You see, we have to keep it. Um, yes. Is it, let's do, okay, I'm going to start soft, okay? Because well, I don't want to get canceled in this uh, podcast. Oh, you know, when I was writing my notes, I was like, uh, be careful with Rihanna. Uh-huh. It is Black History Month, and I respect. Yeah. <laughs> so, Put some respect on that name, okay? But what I got to say is it didn't break my top three of favorite performances of the Super Bowl. Okay. Okay. Um, I thought it was um, good to mid. Um, it was entertainment. I think it did a job. And I think that's what she wanted. Mm-hmm. Which is just, I just want to do it. I just want them to stop asking me because she's been asked a couple times before. Oh, wow. I did Unlike not know J-Lo, that. That JLo really wanted it and nobody was asking until Ooh. 2020. <laughs> I'm just saying. You better spread <laughs> that tea, honey. Pour it so, out. So, um, and she was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm pregnant. Um, I'm going to 
you know, do a little bit here and there. And uh, bitch, where is my money? And what she did, which was clever. Because bitch, this better thing, have my money. <laughs> this thing is not paid. She uh-huh. promoted her own makeup thing. During, so smart. Which, how much do these companies pay for a Super Bowl commercial? Millions of dollars. Seven million dollars is the last estimate that I saw. And she just literally did that and got it for free. I mean, she did have to do the performance, though, but you know what I mean. That's a good yeah. trade. I think that's a good yeah. trade. Oh, yes. I, I think she's so smart. I agree that it wasn't probably the best Super Bowl performance mm-hmm. that I've ever seen. But, I mean, it was pretty great for a pregnant lady. She did the damn thing. The visuals were stunning. And I, I got everything that I needed, basically. Except for one okay. thing is they could have had more guest performances. Yeah, that was weird. I think it's, yeah. it's, it's JC's not letting them do that. I don't know, because that's time, like, the last one was like all like an insult. Everybody. Yeah, it was great. I love it when me, people come together. Yeah, I agree. I The thing to me is that after seeing, not to date myself, but after seeing Diana Ross uh, in the Super Bowl, and just she was like, you remember the exit when she was just like, um, where's my ride? And the freaking shopper comes and picks her up in the middle of the stadium and she leaves. Okay. Like, I don't think you can top that. Yeah. So Okay. Well, I got to go watch that Diana Ross performance. Yeah. <laughs> I'm giving you so much homework already. Oh <laughs> <laughs> You're eight minutes in? <laughs> they don't even know how much homework you have given me already because oh we, we had a meeting earlier and I was like, oh, I got to see that. Oh, I got to watch this. Oh, I got to do this. So thank you, Teddy. You always. I got you, boo. I got you. I appreciate you. So Silas is in the audience and he says, in response to your JLo comment, he said, "Super the Super Bowl tends to ask singers, which I think is beautiful, Shade. Thank you, Silence. I'm deceased. I'm deceased. <laughs> I don't necessarily, I'm not agreeing or disagreeing, but I'm just, I'm just saying, putting it out there. And he, Silas also says that Rihanna doesn't need a cast. And I'm I agree. Gonna say that, she ha- I'm, didn't you realize how many bops she has? Like, just listening to the performance i'm like oh oh yeah that's a rihanna song right oh that's another like i was yeah she has a good roster of hits i agree she put out an album every year for like 11 years so that's it's a lot of songs so i think she's doing all right well moving on we're going to talk about a pro soccer player, Jacob Janto, I'm probably ruining his name and i'm usually the pronunciation queen but This soccer player just came out as gay. We're going to keep the show a little bit on the sporty spice side to to go along with your your likes, babe. (laughs) (laughs) So Jacob Janto is the latest professional soccer player to break down the closet door. On Monday, the Czech Republic midfielder shared a video on social media announcing he's gay and expressing his desire to live without fears. He says, like everybody else, I have my strengths, I have my weaknesses, I have my family, I have my friends. And the 27-year-old says, I also have a job, which which I have uh, passion in doing the best for and the utmost professionalism. I'm, uh, I am... Uh, uh, condensing it a little bit because that, that's, those aren't his exact words. So Jankto also currently plays with the Sparta Prague after getting a one-year loan 
from Spanish Club Getafe. I probably shouldn't have did this story because I can't pronounce any of the words. Well, I mean, I mean the video is really cute, but I yes. think I think this looks more like a Tinder profile uh, posting. I don't know if you saw it. Like the lighting is really good. Um, okay. This is a white dude. And he's he's not particularly super attractive, but just like just like damn, the body. call him out. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. He, I'm saying that he's. Just Would you not kick like, him out of bed, darling? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, he's not my pet. We're gonna talk about soccer players. My pet is up there. So I think you said. Did, is that guy. the picture that you sent me? Yes. Oh, yes. So we don't really know his sexuality, by the way. So I'm okay. Invite him to this. the bed. I, I I just don't. All these all of these players keep coming out like kind of like at the end of their careers, mm-hmm. um, and I'm 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 with it. I'm with it. I wish they were done a little earlier though. This guy I is agree. really cute though, and so what I'm what the point was is that he's clearly setting up himself for a good swipe on the right. And, and oh, see, he's oh he's getting on riot is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, definitely. But what about the other NFL guy that you sent me? The I sent you, yes, but he's he's retired, and he was just talking about Carl Nassib and meeting his grinder on uh, his fiance on Grinder. If that's an interview with Querty, if you guys want to go ahead over there and read it, I think it's great. I think it's so lovely that more and more athletes are coming out of the closet. To me, it says that we are making strides in being accepted as gay people and combating toxic masculinity because uh, Jacob actually has the support of his entire team. So I think it's really amazing that he has all that support and that he can come out in this age. Um, You know, football was a manly game, a manly man's game, and, you know, there's room for us in, in it. So I really appreciate that. Well, did you know that I used to play football? No way. In high school, yes, no I played it for. Way. I played it for about one week, girl. And... <laughs> so you did. You did like suicides and a little bit of runs for like. I was like, I could not oh, deal okay. with this. Put me in the band, okay? No, <laughs> no I was he did not say. You know, for... it was I played in high school. <laughs> it was George. I, pl- I, I played football for one. <laughs> That's coming up later. That is coming up later. Don't jump ahead, okay? Because this, this NFL guy is like 6'4 and 300 pounds. He oh, that's what you zeroed huge. in on. It's a lot of meat, I'm just saying. And the guy's <laughs> yummy as hell. So You know, he showed his ass on his Instagram, him and his, his husband. Did they? Beyonce, yes. I'm okay. going to send it to you. And I mean, we're going to put this on... Tags podcast website too. I'm gonna have Steve do it because I don't know how to do all that. It's pressing buttons. I'm good. <laughs> do it. Do it. All right, baby. Moving on. This is a very sad story. Two teenagers were arrested on suspicion of fatally stabbing a trans girl. She she was 16. Um, so they have been arrested on suspicion of murder following the tragic death of a 16-year-old trans girl in a park in Warrington, England. Brianna from Birchwood was transgender and had been living as a girl for several months. Che- Cheshire police said that there was no evidence to suggest the killing was a hate crime or hate-related. According to Cheshire police, 
uh, statement on Sunday evening, the boy and girl from the local area, both age 15, have been arrest arrested in connection with the murder and remain in custody. This is just so sad. It's heartbreaking. Uh, um, I posted something last night about taking two steps forward and one step back. And, and to me, this is a huge setback for us as a community, because until all of us are safe, then really none of us are safe. Uh, the people that don't understand or approve us being who we are will stop at nothing to have us live inauthentically, and we cannot let them win. <clears throat> for all that, that have come before us, including this beautiful young lady, um, I hope that she rests in peace and we have to continue fighting. So rest in peace, sister. What are your thoughts on this um, tragic? This is a really sad story. And um, um, we were thinking about not having it, but I, I told you that we really should have. Yeah. Um, you know, we have to be honest. And most of the rights that we enjoy as LGBT people is because of the early fights of trans people. And that, that's important yeah. for us to acknowledge. And trans people keep being not safe. Mm -hmm. And this is not here in America. <clears throat> Excuse me. I get a little emotional. Um, this is everywhere. Um, yeah. And I, I was talking to you about privately about, you know, keeping the people that are less privileged than us, safe around us. I did have an experience just last weekend where somebody was inquiring about one of my trans friends, but it was just energetically really weird and really strange mm -hmm. um, the way that that person was asking me about this trans friend that I have, one of my best friends. So I made sure that that person, and then I didn't say anything. And then like a couple hours later, I see that person trying to, got my friend's number so i mm -hmm. told her hey by the way this was happening i don't think that person is safe this is these are the things that are happening i think that we should be very very proactive in the case of this girl we don't know what happened which is really yeah. scary um yeah. so there this is an ongoing investigation and there there's a couple people that have apparently been identified as this yeah and the people that are accused are so young so that is something else that's really, really scary. Yeah, these are kids. These are not yeah. even adults yet. So it's it's even more heartbreaking because you would think that the younger generation it's more inclusive and more, um, you know, understanding of trans people. But uh, apparently, there are places where that's still not the case. So we we still have to advocate. Yeah. Yeah, we just got to keep on fighting. So we'll continue to report on this and. Hopefully some justice will be had. <clears throat> well, moving on to the next story, Club Q, um, the site of the mass shooting, plans to rebuild its establishment with the goal of reopening in the fall. So this is amazing. Um, according to the statement, the nightclub will work on rebuilding the establishment over the next few months with the intention of opening its doors again in the fall. The initial design concepts are expected to be released soon, and the interior gutting of the establishment will take place in April. With the help of local, state, and federal agencies, the nightclub will add enhanced security measures, such as a screening technology and a hardened space to ensure the safety of its workers and patrons. And Club Q says, 
Uh, it hopes that these safety measures can become a model for countless queer spaces across the country, which I totally, totally agree with. Uh, aside from the changes to the physical space, Club Q has also added victims of the mass shooting to its management team. Through these positions, the new members will help management with the nightclub, nightclubs rebuilding efforts and strengthening community relations. How does that sit with you, Teddy? I have mixed feelings about it, to be honest. Um, oh, really? Um, just because, uh, you know, here we are, and I celebrate, I, I like the, the aspect that they're doing of, you know, making some repairs about, like, the people that were affected and kind of building it into, like, their community. Mm -hmm. um, but the fact that they're saying that they're going to reopen with, like, extra security mm -hmm. just means that, we're still not safe with that we're yeah. talking about. So um, I'm going to put a pin on that because I think we're getting like super heavy. Yeah. Um, on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm happy that... Um, but we have to report on these things. This yeah, is, I know, It's I know, something I know. That, that we have to talk about. It's a part of our community. So I feel, yeah. I felt, and you felt, mm -hmm. we were discussing it yesterday, an obligation to talk about this type of thing. So exactly. yeah, I really appreciate you. Good. Because sometimes that's literally the only space that queer people have to hang out. Like, I, I mean, we we both live in the biggest cities pretty much of the United States. So we, we have the, the centers, we have the clinics, we have like the little um, LGBT clubs, like that volleyball. Some places don't have any of that. Yeah, it's true. Um, so the one thing they have is gay night at one club or that one queer club that is brave enough to be in that city so these spaces are, are important and that's why a lot of people that live in the big cities don't understand and you and yeah. i have lived in small towns and we know what we're talking about oh yes i've lived in kansas darling <laughs> <laughs> okay, <Dorothy. laughs> it doesn't get any smaller than that <laughs> click, click your heels. <laughs> so but i think that this is a uh, just another testament to the re resiliency of our of our community so I think that a lot of places are actually closing. There's so many places that are closing in New York. So for them to be opening up, I think of that as a positive sign. And the security measures I look at as a template for the entire community and clubs across you know, the globe, really, because I think mm -hmm. that this is something that can benefit us as queer people. Because like you said, we're not there are times that I haven't felt safe in in a in a LGBTQ plus bar. So this I'm I think that they something needs to be done in order to make sure that we ensure that we are safe in those bars because they are there there are safe spaces basically. Like Eli says, uh, their closest club is forty miles away. Wow. So where did you see? <clears throat> where do you where live, are you, Eli? Eli? Like, for example, I am in Hollywood. So West Hollywood okay. is two miles from me. So I have a lot of privilege in that. <laughs> There's a ton of the places that I can go. You know, why is that funny, silly? <laughs> no, because I, I was like, two miles. Oh, my God, that's far. <laughs> I, I love how people in New York and L.A. are like, where is that? Oh, 20 minutes away? Hell no, that's so far. You see, it's so, so far. Privilege. <laughs> I know, right? So I had to check my own privilege because I can literally walk a mile and, mm -hmm. and hit a gay bar. Uh, so, yeah, I really... 
Yeah. Are you still in Chelsea? No, I live in, in Bushwick now. I'm not giving up my address on this show, though. So, oh, no, sorry. so <laughs> I live in your, Brooklyn. What are your crossing streets? <laughs> <laughs> Only if you're Grubhub, bitch. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Eli so, says he lives in Girardville, yeah, Pennsylvania. And the closest bar is in Allentown. So I've been to Allentown and I've been to that you bar, I feel like, because I've met a boy in Allentown one time and <laughs> and we went out to the bar that was around him. So that's okay. cool. So that's you've cute. been in Allentown and Allentown has been in you. Great. <laughs> okay. Ask me about it. Okay. <laughs> I don't have to. <laughs> All right. So moving on, this story right here is the meat and potatoes of our show tonight. Uh -oh. I cannot wait to talk all about this. Drum it's roll, about... drum roll. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's the new George Santos documentary that CBS mm. has come out with. It's 22 minutes long, and I am gooped, I am gagged, and... Katara Yvonne, she that bitch snatched my wig, goddammit. <laughs> because CBS came out with this so quickly. It pumped out this documentary detailing his lies and deceit and also the number of people that he left in his wig. It was crazy. You saw the doc. What did you think? <laughs> all right. First of all, it's on YouTube. Everybody should watch this because yes. it's important. First of all, there's a lot of things. If you're a political, you need to know how he got into power because that's really important. However, I'm here for the tea. And the tea is that there is a bunch of interviews with his friends. And <laughs> basically, he left a, tra a trail of like unhappy people with him. However, uh -huh. the star of this documentary... Okay, tell me all about it. ...of this documentary... Is his former roommate, and I'm using air quotes on roommate because I feel like this roommate, it's kind of like my neighbor, uh, Margarita, who had a female roommate, and they slept in the same bed because they were really close. And I'm like, mm -hmm. mm, were you roommates? However, I digress. This roommate is like, well, George always wanted to be the life of the party. He was talking like this. Oh, I saw that. Um is the roommate gay? And he was like, and then he took a pass and he said, but the worst thing that George ever did to me, he took my Barberry <laughs> scarf. I knew what you were going to say. It's so hilarious. And I just started laughing. And then when the January 6th thing happened, I saw him on the stage with my Barberry <laughs> scarf. I have nothing else to say. <laughs> Look, it was unhinged. I loved it. AKA Chichi Rodriguez. <laughs> it's a messy, messy, messy queen. And we just need to get rid of him. Are you are you in his district? Can you vote? No, Long Island. And it's like it's a Island. really it's really affluent, so I definitely don't live yeah. there. <laughs> and a little bit of there's another city there, but yeah, no. Oh. What do you yeah. think about the uh, Chichi Rodriguez? 
I lived. It was so <laughs> salacious. I thought yeah. I was watching The Real Housewives. <laughs> but this was CBS too, though. Which is I know like, it was so great. No, but Cody, seriously, uh, in a, just a second. It was not salacious. All of the stuff that they were saying was actually real, which it's was true. It sounded salacious, but it was real, which makes it even more insane. Go ahead. Yeah, but I. So when I initially saw the documentary, I was like, all of these people came out and they're coming out against him. They just want a piece of the infamy that is that is surrounding George Santos right now. No, CBS went uh-huh. out to all of these people and made sure they got this story in what three months. It's it's really amazing the the journalistic integrity and their their vigilance on finding all of these people that he has just run over his entire life. Your favorite person was the roommate. My favorite person What's is Debbie. Person? <laughs> <laughs> Debbie. Let's talk about Debbie. Let's talk about Debbie. Debbie was dodging CBS left and right, honey. She was hiding like she was hiding from the cops, like Jehovah's Witness was coming to her door. It was the best thing I ever seen in my life. They went to Debbie's job. Debbie wasn't there. They went to a meeting Debbie was supposed to be at. Debbie was conveniently absent that day. It was it was the best thing. De- Miss De- Debbie, I want to know where you are. I want to know what you're doing. I want to know what you are hiding this thing because... <laughs> Do you remember Debbie Does Dallas? This one yes. is Debbie didn't do anything because she was a MIA. They went to her house. They knocked on her house. It was... And it she, looked like she was there, though. Exactly. She was home. All the lights were on. Nobody Girl, answered the, the door. The lights are on. But no one is home. CBS is knocking. <laughs> <laughs> Xavier says that the story of the of the... Scarf is very iconic. And yes. Loki, he's the Millie Vanelli of politics. Love I it. I agree. I agree. <laughs> and but you know what? Millie Vanelli gave their Grammy back. So you need to give your seat back. George <laughs> Oh Santos, my God. Chichi it's Rodriguez. so true. It's so true. Because the thing that really jumped out against me, uh, at me in this whole thing was that there's no vetting, vetting process for Congress. And that's mm-hmm. really scary, especially with yeah. people like Mar- Marjorie Taylor Greene out there running running around. And that just means that any lunatic can be a part of Congress. Yeah. Well, he was, first of all, he was super lucky because nobody was looking at that seat because that was a Democratic seat. When mm-hmm. the redistricting happened, he was he just happened to be the only Republican candidate. And he won Ooh. by default... And that's how he just basically was like, he won like the Super Bowl, but not the Super Bowl, like the Lotto, basically. You know, he was just so <laughs> The lucky. local lottery. We did, uh-huh, yeah, 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 yeah. The, 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 uh, like the three numbers, the one that is just three numbers and you get like a thousand dollars. But it just happened to be the seat of, a, like of the Congress that. and the Congress is super tight right now. And that seat matter a lot. Yeah. So, um, it's true. I know we were joking, but he did, uh, but like, he lied about, you know, uh, being Jewish. Being Jewish. Uh, apparently, he also said that he was part black, which it could be. Did he say that? Yes. Oh, um, he said goodness. he's married. Nobody has seen his husband ever. Um, yeah, we know. The only thing we know for sure is that that he's gay. And he's and he used to be a drag he, queen. No, 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 no. <laughs> he said he was not a drag queen, which I agree. 
And I'm we going have into photographic evidence, okay? No, he's not a drag queen. He's a little laughing boy in a dress. <laughs> and all the okay, drag queens, right. I'm not a drag you know queen, what? but all the drag I queens agree. will agree. <laughs> and that's a you reference to one fool. <laughs> I love Tu Wong Fu. It's one of my favorite movies. We're going to talk a little bit about that later. Hopefully, we'll get to it. If we get to it. <clears throat> you know what? Also, though, this story kind of reminded me. It's really sad because I used to have a friend that I knew in my gut was lying to me. But the things that he told me about What's his, his name, life, George? Uh, <laughs> I mean, you guys are locals to each other. <laughs> his name was Katara. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> His name was Chichi. <laughs> no, my friend, I didn't really, like, his lies weren't affecting me. They didn't hurt me. They didn't do anything to, you know, make me feel bad or anything like that. So I let it go by. And then they did start to affect me. And that is when I knew that I could no longer be this person's friend because the lies that you tell people will always come around and end up biting biting you in the ass, even if there's somebody that you know. So yeah. to all those out there, it's it's not, you are who you are and that is enough. And that it just made me feel bad for George, George Santos, a little bit the documentary did because the people were like, he has been lying since he's been a kid, basically, so. Yeah, because they did go back to his, um, like, he lived in Brazil, like, in early, and, like, he, like, scammed some people out of, like, money there, too. Yeah. So many scams. Yeah. Everything that you do in the dark comes to light, so. Amen. Um, bye, Chi-Chi. Bye, Chi-Chi. <laughs> bye, girl. Bye. It's time to resign. Um, and speaking of fake friends from one fake friend to the next fake friend MPVs <laughs> Real Housewives okay yes please the Real Housewives knockoff the real friends of WeHo failed to gain any traction in the ratings falling behind other recent network premieres including Help I'm in a Secret Relationship and Buckhead Shore when you're behind those two shows I, it's time to call it quits mama <laughs> Episode four reported a paltry 130,000 viewers, which is a new season low. And this comes on the heels of the announcement that Drag Race will be returning to 90 minute episodes on oh. March 10th. Did you, oh. oh, you didn't know? Oh, you didn't know? Mm. It's time for a twist, honey. <laughs> that means they're getting canceled. Oh, real. Well, there are only six episodes anyway, so I think they're going to let them run out their all their episodes that they have recorded. But after that, and then they're canceled. Yeah, it's done. That's what it is. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Those C-SPAN has more viewers than the real person we hold. And I looked it up, and they do. <laughs> Really? So, yes. Yes. People watch more C-SPANs, which I, I'm actually glad that that's true. But on the other hand, and what do you think that is? Because um, my theory is that you know, like mm -hmm. LGBT community, it's not um, it's not a culture on itself. It's a culture within a culture, right? Because there's LGBT people in all the cultures, mm -hmm. um, even if they're not acknowledged. There's 
Asian LGBT people, Black LGBT people, Mena LGBT people. And uh, I think because the 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 purpose of the show was to like be like a gay show. Yeah. Um. Everybody, nobody was gonna be happy because no nobody like uh, like there's not a representation of everything, right? Mm-hmm. Um. And then um, people don't like Todrick for some reason. I actually don't wow. mind Todrick. Me because... either. No. And let's talk about that. They keep saying okay. that he, he doesn't pay he doesn't pay his dancers. And being from the business, I know those gigs are not paid. Everything you see on YouTube, pretty much 90% of that stuff is not paid because the influencer don't have that kind of money. They yeah. don't have studio money. So if they have like 20 dancers, trust me, he's not paying not even $100 per dancer because that's $2,000. Wow. Yeah. That's just I hear man. you. I don't think that Todrick, I think that what happened with Todrick was he went on Big Brother and he played have you seen that his his season of big brother oh my god it yeah. is amazing todrick sure. is the best thing on that season but because he's so catty and 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 conniving it's sure. it's a great season so i think that he got a lot of backlash because of that and then the non-payment things i'm sure they did not help i'm you think it's because Pardon the interruption. Do you think it's oh, yeah, because fine, you don't think that we're, and we, I said, gay men that are like mm-hmm. slightly femme, that we're not palatable yet to like the mainstream? Because I feel like, hmm. like that's something that people have like very visceral reactions to. Um, well, what do you I- think? I don't think that is necessarily the case. I think it has, that could be a a part of it, honestly. But I do think that the majority of it is that we as gay people are tired of seeing one specific type of gay person. Mm -hmm. The people like, uh, like the people on The Real Friends of WeHo and the people on The Bros Movie that we as a community are just, We've seen that so many times and we are kind of tired of seeing that pushed constantly. I think that we as a community are so expansive and we need to be showing more aspects of our community than than what we've been showing, basically. So it's interesting that everybody in that show, the, the real friends of WeHo, quote unquote. And they're not friends. I think that is part of it too. Girl, they're no friends or from WeHo because none of them will live there, but okay. I saw the casting for that show. And you they did? were Oh yeah. I I'm I have an agent. I, I see most of the castings. Okay. Um, and give uh, me one too. Okay. Let's give you, an agent. you can totally get an agent. Let's talk about it offline for sure. But he's laughing. The no. pause. You're laughing at the pause before. Okay, you were like, okay. <laughs> there's a delay. Wink, oh, there's wink. a delay. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. <laughs> I'm listening to you, boo. No, but in all seriousness, the um, how they marketed for the general public, like general public of actors was like this was going to be a dating show and they oh, had really? specifics about about age and they have specifics about um even they don't say weight because the casting don't say weight but they they will Ooh. say words like 
um, aspirational. If you see something that says aspirational, that means that you have to be skinny or muscular. <gasps> what? So you don't see, is there any bears in there? Is there any older people in there? Like, non-binary, like all of those st- the things are kind of concerning. Um, so, yeah, I'm not surprised that the show hasn't done well because I don't think people want to see, like, I don't, I don't know what their demographic is, like, I, to be honest. It's definitely, I, you know, the LGBT community because they were really forceful about, like, yeah, we don't like this. <laughs> we, yeah, they were we done. And drag shows? When you can't retain Drag Race's audience, that means that there is something intrinsic, intrinsically wrong with your, with your show. So, you know what? I think that the story that they were trying to push as far as Curtis was concerned was their one redeeming quality. And, you know, after that went away or they kind of, it went to, it subsided a little bit. I think that the people got to really see what this show was going to be about and they weren't here for it. So, yeah, it's really- very little thing I saw, which I was like um, half an episode. I saw there was a lot of, we call that like um, product placement mm-hmm. when people are mentioning their products. Um, I'm like, bitch, you've been on, on the air like three episodes and you're already pushing your shit. Like usually you wait like at least a season and pretend wow. you're there for the art, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then you start uh, doing your, your product placement. So yeah, yeah. It's bye, sad. Bye, bye. Goodbye, girl. Bye. <laughs> Eli says that also cutting into Drag Race's time did not help. So, and I agree with that because I need my ninety minutes of Drag Race, no matter what. Mm-hmm. You you spoiled me, uh, VH1, and I need my ninety minutes because that's my favorite show. So. I wonder what the leading it was, which means is. The leading means how many viewerships are right when the show is ending, the drag race, mm-hmm. and then we hold right what's up right after you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, that's a number that the, the network really watches. Oh, the leading number? Is. And then if it drops too much, it will always drop. It, can, it will always drop, especially if it's like a big hit <clears throat> show, but you don't want it to drop too much. You always want something that keeps... So this article that I'm looking at says Drag Race had 578,000 live viewers. Okay, so their drop off was so like math. 60 or 70 percent of the people left. I don't. I don't know. I'm not good at math. I can't yeah, tell you. I am. I am. You are you. fabulous. Yeah. We're gonna call you when when math needs to be done because Steve and I this are is not simple math. <laughs> Sixty to seventy percent of the people left the show. Oh, well, thank you, baby genius. I appreciate you. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm not only pretty. I'm really smart. And if you never see me, just assume that I'm really gorgeous. Oh, you are. You are so gorgeous. And you're so smart, darling. Thank you so much. So moving on, we have some Reddits to Uh read Uh now. Are you ready for the Reddits? This is one of my favorite parts of the show. (laughs) (laughs) The first Reddit I'm going to read is when preferences go wrong. 
<clears throat> so this writer says, let me start by saying I was called racist names this weekend after politely <laughs> explaining to someone when their profile is filled with preferences that they should stick to those preferences or not have them here at all. I read his profile and responded after reading it. I was clearly not what he was looking for as per his profile, and I couldn't possibly fit into the category he was looking for. I let him know that. He was basically upset because he didn't want to, ent uh, because the writer did not want to entertain the person whose profile had all the, the preferences in it. <clears throat> he could message, the, the person that had the preferences could message whomever they'd like, but only his preferences could message him, which is very selfish in my opinion okay. what are your experiences with preferences and what do you think about what this reddit writer in has to say okay <laughs> this is a little convoluted but let's go ahead just, let's, let's just dive in a little bit <laughs> this is the thing usually when somebody has a lot of preferences, mm -hmm. there's a lot of isms with that. Mm -hmm. I notice, and that's pretty much the general experience of most of the people that I hang out with, which are mostly BIPOC, but I do have um, white friends as well. Mm -hmm. And it's when somebody's too much preferences, they will always get into, oh, I prefer this race. Oh, I prefer this type of body. Oh, I prefer, and, that's just shit straight up weird and yeah. bad because um, you're in a dating site and you should, it's all about the numbers. It's all about, you know, getting to know people, see if you vibe and things. And if you have a hard no on race and you don't think that's racist, that's a problem. And just the yes. fact that you're like, if you're this race, don't email me. But if I email you, uh, answer me. Yeah. What is that fuckery right there? The privilege, the it's just it's just crazy to me because the entitlement is insane. It's so above and beyond the scope of any realistic expectations of how you should be treating a people. I used to block guys with racial or any type of phobic experiences on site. As soon as I saw them, I'd be like, oh, this this person is not for me. And if they hit me up. I would never, never answer them. They would be blocked. There are too many beautiful people out there of all races, all genders, all sizes. sizes. Uh, the list can go on and on and on. And I'm open. Uh, I was, okay, before I had a boyfriend. <laughs> I used to be open to dating all of them. As long as you, I found you attractive, then that was the thing that mattered most. And Grinder is so full of toxicity. So it's That's just ridiculous weird. to me. So people need to get off their high horse and realize that there's so many there's so much beauty out there in the world and we should really be appreciating that beauty. Yeah. And it's weird also, um, if I were on the other side, which I've been a couple of times where somebody's like, Oh, I usually don't go for Latino guys. But oh, and I'm wow. like, Oh no, 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 no. We're not doing this. <laughs> like, that's an automatic block. Block, yes. I'm like, are you going to start calling me names later? Like, no, 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 no. And you know not they will. Today. You know they will. Oh, you know they will. <laughs> I, so, 
I used to have a friend, and I uh-huh. use air quotes for this friend. I have another friend. I got all the uh-huh. friends, girl. Stevie. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, Stevie. not Stevie. <laughs> That's my boo. We miss you, Stevie. I know. Oh, hello, everybody. This is Teddy filling in for Stevie. Oh, Cody. thank you. <laughs> Stevie's out for the day. He'll be back. Yes. Thank you so much. You're you're Cody today, and I'm Stevie. Are we going to call yeah. each other Cody and Stevie now? We're flip flopping. Look at us. <laughs> who would have known? Who would have known you were versatile? Anyway. Hashtag <laughs> <laughs> <Not> really. <laughs> so I had a, honey, these days. I know, right? Mm-hmm. All the bottoms in in LA, girl. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. Got to do what you got to do. Anyway, that was a joke, everybody. So I had a friend, and we were on Grinder at the same time. We were at this beautiful rooftop, right? Mm-hmm. This is when I was single, of course. And he saw a trans person on Grinder, and he called that trans person everything but a child of God. He was like, "Why are why is this trans person on here? This should just be for cisgendered gay men." Blah blah blah. On and on. It was just ridiculous. I politely but curtly gathered his edges and said to him, if you don't like them, just don't message them or block them, okay? They are on this app for the same reason that you are, to get some dick, and if you don't want it or uh, someone else will want it, okay? That's why they're on this app. So in conclusion, life is just too damn short to be spouting all that negativity out here on God's yeah. internet. Why, why was that Beyonce's internet. Amen. Why is that their business? I don't know. It was ridiculous. And I just could not understand it. And I had to let him know that it was not something that I was here for and that I would stand for. And I think that mm-hmm. I'm not the epitome of, you know, someone who will always stand up for something that is right because I have my faults as well. But I think that if more people stood up for people that are less, I don't know, that there are more susceptible to being um, others. Less privilege. Yes, exactly. Thank you very much. Then I think that the world will be a much better place. So Exactly. You know, I teach a multiculturalism class and okay. um, I used to teach, a, like, the first time I taught it was 10 years ago, and I used to te- teach it from the perspective of just like seeing the non-inclusion and the um, misrepresentation of people. But now I teach it as allyship because I think that's, easy. first of all, it's easier to teach. <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's also, it teaches people because a lot of people, just because they belong to certain intersectionality, especially us as cisgender gay men we have Mm -hmm. a lot of privilege that we don't sometimes we don't use it or we don't we don't even know that we have it and like no there's less privileged people that we need to protect and if we do that we we then can be protected ourselves but if we're not even protecting the less privileged and then want other people to protect us we cannot come to the game with no morality i think Mm -hmm. um um and uh, I'm glad that now Grinder has a trans filter. So now yeah. trans people can find each other. That's if so that's lovely. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. If that's what they're into. Um, I told you a couple of my best friends are trans. So I, I, I'm all up about what, like, what they need and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but also 
there's a lot of toxicity there when they get in they're like their stuff blow up but it's a lot of like people just fetishizing them and just like oh. so um there's a trade-off um but at the same time they do have they they have made connections through that so we have to be aware of that yeah you got to take the good with the bad sometimes unfortunately but at Look, people need to be more more open and honest. And just, if you love it, then you love it. Then if you don't, you don't, basically. All amen, right. Cody, amen. <laughs> I'm on here Another preaching sin. tonight. <laughs> oh, Cody over here. I mean, ooh, if I could have a church, I could be rich. Anyway, uh, moving right along. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to, we're going to go to uh, the one of the one reddits before we do the LGBTQ okay. films. That's okay sure. with you? Cool. So yes, I'm going to, I'm going to go to, do you stop yourself from coming during sex or just let it happen when it happens? <laughs> so this writer writes in. Um, mm -hmm. top, bottom, getting head, whatever applies to you. What is your answer, answer Teddy Alexis Rodriguez? <laughs> um, if people are just coming, that's a problem. I, I, my, this, oh. is, this is the metaphor. This is the metaphor I use. Um, you don't want to be a Disneyland ride. Oh, meaning, <laughs> meaning you don't want to be waiting for two hours and have a ride of three minutes. You know what I mean? <sighs> So if you're bottoming or somebody's bottoming for you, there's a lot of pride that comes with that. So mm -hmm. you should be aiming for something that is equitable, but we're talking about equity, time that is equitable to that. Okay. I am so here for this discussion. So, okay. So you're speaking specifically of the top, right? Coming before the bottom is satisfied. Well, I mean, I feel like if... The bottom is not hard. We can still do some stuff, but if the top is not hard, you enlighten me where you're going with this. <laughs> no, because uh, I it's so it's my goal as a top to uh -huh. make the bottom come, and it can happen in five minutes. It can happen in three hours, but that Question. is my main. Okay, answer what you what you got for me. <laughs> so if uh, um. Your bottom, your okay. generic bottom comes in five minutes. Then it's over. Not generic. She's uh, she's in the in the other room right yeah, now. We're not talking about Joe. We're just talking about in general. Let's not get into specific, please, because I know Joe. I don't want to get in trouble. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. Let's take Joe out of the equation. I don't yes. know if I could take Joe out of the equation. No, I might in get into trouble. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Girl, you haven't been with him for a long time. Like this Two years. before. Huh? But before that. Okay, I'm okay. I'm going to go back in time now. Okay, I'm gonna <laughs> okay. answer this from a place of. Girl, don't be so dramatic. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I told you I'm bad at math. Of uh, 2019. I'm going back to 2019, Cody. There we go. See, look yeah. at that quick math right there. I'm a genius. Right. Go. <laughs> what was so, your question, darling? So, uh, so my question is. Um, uh, this, this this bottom you're gonna hang out um you start doing the deed so when you start uh, uh, counting the time that's what I'm curious about it said the um penetration 
the points of insertion, darling. Okay. 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 So you insert. <laughs> and then, <laughs> this is already so funny. All right. And uh, four minutes and a half, your okay. uh, bottom mm-hmm. um, ejaculates. Okay. What happens? I pat myself on the back for making him come in four minutes. And that's it? That's that's the, that's the encounter, and then I'm oh my god! <laughs> I make him show me his ass until I come, basically. Oh, okay. Oh, that is yeah, that's what I do. And uh, t- 2019 Cody, that worked for him. That doesn't work for me now, basically. Okay, so you do um. That's interesting because the question is not really that. The question is, do you come whenever you feel like it or you stop? The answer is no. I do not Mm. come whenever I feel like it. I have learned to. Sting taught me all about tantric sex. And it is something that I have harnessed that I have tried to perfect. And I I like to extend my work my pleasure as far as sex Mm -hmm. is concerned like for the last hours and hours and hours and i think i'm being a little bit too (laughs) forthcoming (laughs) right now i don't know why Lake got so hot right now (laughs) it's a heat wave coming oh you know why (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness no it was yeah i like to i like to have sex for a, a long time that's a great question. That's a great answer. I I do want to recommend to the people listening to 2019 Cody though. That, yes, that probably that bottom wants another round. So I'm oh, just saying. Hey. Oh man. 2019 Cody would say call me. But <laughs> <laughs> 2023 Cody says I got a man. Sorry. So who are these people that are just like feeling it and just coming? That's not, that's not nice. I don't think. Um, but people do that. I know. I know. It's, it's yeah. Happened. It's happened to all of us. Yeah. Um, how how long do you think sex should last? Um, you know, now that I'm older, um, sex is kind of like an event for me. It's not something that I do as casual anymore. Mm-hmm. Not because I don't want to, it's because I don't have the time, mm-hmm. to be honest. So um, I try to make it as like as long as I can, as we can, you know. So right. you know, it's an event. It's special. Let's 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 keep exploring. Uh, I did have a good Christmas. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh my goodness. Oh man. All right, Teddy. So we're going to do, you're an actor. So we are going to go into, because I think that a lot of people don't know what good films are out there as far as gay films are concerned. We're going to go one and one. And we're going to say what our favorite gay films are. And you're going to start because you're my beautiful special guest. Oh, thank you for the beautiful. Um, <laughs> you know, I love uh, Bad Education, which the title in Spanish is Mala Educación. Uh, the writer-director oh, is yes. Pedro Almodovar, Spanish, as in Spanish okay. from Spain. 
And uh, I, I love know, that yes. story because it's kind of messy a little bit. And it tells the story for this gay couple from when they were like in elementary school all the way to they were adults. And there's a huge twist at the end. Um, and it's it's very cinematic and obviously it's gorgeous. It, it won an Oscar for Best Writing. So um, that's one of my favorite movies. And I always, Almodovar is one of the writers that I try to emulate in my own writing. Which, if you're interested to see any of my writing, I am in downtown LA <laughs> doing Daddy Day, my one act in the Frida Kahlo Festival for four weekends starting next weekend. Not this you weekend. You better plug weekend. it. You better plug it, girl. Plug it all the way it's up. It's been plugged. It's been plugged. <laughs> what is yours? So my, for my favorite, for my favorite, I'm slurring a little bit now. I had too much to drink. Um, I'm going to go with Moonlight because not only is it a, a beautiful love story about growing up gay and not feeling like you can express those feelings, but also because it's such a beautiful de depiction of Black gay love, which is so uh, underrepresented to, in today's society. So... I, okay. That was my choice. You went super fancy because that movie won Best Picture. Did she? Oscar. I have good yeah. taste. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, okay. That's just that's a really good movie. It is so good. Are we gonna do two more? And yours is really good too. Yours is yours is a very fancy movie too. So we both went fancy. When Another one of European, my favorites. When you go European, you know it's fancy. Hello. There it is right there. Another one of my favorites was Tu Wong Fu. And I know you have another. Love Tu Wong Fu. And since we're going camp, I like all the Eating Outs uh, saga. I don't know. Oh, my God. Me too. Stop if it. I, if I just need like a little bit of wine, Doritos, and like a sofa, I'm just like all good to watch those movies and just listen to the the funny writing of that. And it's not great, but it's really funny. It's not great, but it is great. <laughs> it's yeah. everything I need in that moment, basically. Exactly. And just like every week, we're going to finish up with a thirst Ooh. trap. Okay. This is yeah. when we, uh, Straight Up Gay Porn releases their thirst traps of the week, and we get to vote on them on um, straightupgayporn.com, the thirst trap recap for the week. Um, and our job as uh, an, um, an audio air, uh, an audio podcast is to descriptively describe, I'm a little bit drunk, and descriptively describe your favorite and, and why it's your favorite. So I'll let you go first. So my favorite is, let me, let me see the name really fast. It's Jake Hart. And the reason <laughs> is because this guy is really impressive. And it is impressive in terms of range because oh. it's not that he's girthy, but it's that he is very long. And I never seen something that long before. Um, and in terms of he's just like a skater, kind of like simple white guy, but okay. he's long, he's longboarding. That is so, not what I thought you were gonna pick. I love it. What do you think I was gonna pick? I'm curious I now. I thought you were going to pick, I'm not quite, oh, I thought you were going to pick Damien Knight <clears throat> or Sean okay. Xavier, who are both beautiful, by the way. I thought you were going to say Silas, because I always like Silas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not just manifesting. Silas, <laughs> Silas. <C> <laughs> 
Who's your favorite? My favorite is Sean Ford. And he's lying on a bed with his cock in his hand. The sun is glistening off of his skin. He's got one arm raised, so you can see that his sexy armpit. But the best thing is that look that's on his face. His eyes are rolled back in his head. And that is the exact look that I try and make my bottoms have. So I know that, that that's why he's my favorite. Rolling your eyes. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> That's a cute. That's a cute boy right there, and he is adorable. So and has that it's, curly, that curly white boy hair too. I love it. I I love all of it. I, I'm sorry. I I think he's very attractive. Right. From a distance. From a distance. From a distance. Exactly. <laughs> Xavier agrees with me. He says Sean Ford because I can always play with his curly hair if one of us comes early, and I agree mm-hmm. with you, Xavier. I'm just, so, I'm just showing my curly hair right there. So <laughs> there it is. Xavier, <laughs> you can play with Teddy's curly hair. <laughs> I'm single, Pisces. Um, I'm willing to travel too. Hey, cute. <laughs> I love it. Come on, Silver Lake. Anyway, so. <laughs> I am not on Silver Lake, but. <laughs> no, I'm saying you're going to Silver Lake because you're oh, traveling. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Teddy. Thank you so much for being my special guest host this week. You have been lovely, darling. Tell the people where they can find you on all your socials and plug anything else besides Daddy Date, which we know is a play in downtown LA that you want to plug. Well, first of all, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Such a pleasure. I've been so excited about this. So thank Thank you. Thank you, baby. Likewise. Um, if you anybody wants to find me, um, my website is teddyrodriguez.com. That's all my what my socials are there. All of my socials are open, um, so you can DM me or whatever you need. Also, you can see some of my short films on my YouTube. I'm right now moving Mega Grinder, which is also available on YouTube. Um, we're doing a mini, mini, mini festival run, so you can learn about that there too. Fabulous, fabulous. And you heard it here. He is open. So, yes, you can follow the show at Tags Podcast. And you can follow me. I'm a life coach at KMD Coaching. And if you want some spicy content, you can follow me on Mista, M-I-S-T-A-H, Maurice, M-A-U-R-I-C-E. Thank you so much for joining us. Guys, we'll see you next week and have a great night. Bye.